Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast, presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. For all your bow hunting needs, visit lancasterarchery.com. We've got the gear, we've got the knowledge, we've got the passion. And speaking of passion, if you are a bow hunter, one thing you really love to do is shoot your bow and not just the two or three, or if you're really, really lucky, four or five arrows a year that you might get to launch at actual animals. And uh, so towards that end, I've got a great guest today, Mr. Brandon Waddell from the Mountain Archery Fest. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How's the day going over there? Better than it's going for you, apparently. Brandon is sitting in a hotel in Amarillo, Texas. He's on his way from his home in Colorado to Georgia for the first Mountain Archery Fest uh, event of the season, correct? That's correct. We're heading to Rome, Georgia to a venue called Kingston Downs. And I'm looking forward to getting there because I'm sure it smells a little better than where it smells right now in Amarillo, man. (laughs) Why? Does it smell in Amarillo? Uh, Yeah, dude. This morning, the wind's blowing just right off the cattle farms. It's a little stinky around here this morning. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, uh, like I said, you know, everybody who does what we do likes to shoot the bow. And uh, gee whiz, your uh, your event has, you know, been growing quite a bit in recent years. And of course, there are there are some other events, you know, that are similar. These big mountain shoots with lots of targets and various courses have really become a big deal in our community. And uh, you guys are certainly at the forefront of that. Yes, we are, man. We're really taking it to another level for what we do at Mountain Archery Fest. You know, we've learned from some of the best, um, but, you know, we bring a little bit higher level of passion and family and children and to the to the to the board. You know, um, it's something that we're really stoked to be doing. That's for sure. Well, and you guys added at least one new stop this year that I know for sure, because it's here in Pennsylvania. And I think probably after you're done in Georgia, you're going to be heading up here to the Northeast. You've got an event coming up the first weekend in May in the Scranton, Pennsylvania area. And I'm looking forward to getting over there and shooting shooting myself and seeing firsthand what, what Mountain Archery Fest is all about. And so for folks, you know, close to any of these events, why don't you give me a little tease as to why I ought to be really excited to come out and see what an MAF is all about. Well, I'd say the number one reason is, is we've got the one and only world record for us. We've taken some of the top uh, world records, the records held by Pope and Young, and we've recreated these antlers and these horns of the world records. And we've got them on film for you to come and shoot, and it's an awesome course. It's an educational course. Um, and what's cool about it is a testament to the hunters is that the longest shot is 52 yards. And, you know, that's a testament to these hunters and how well they get into the bedroom of these animals and execute. And these things are awe-inspiring. They're amazing, uh, amazing specimens to come and shoot at. We've got a great educational board that each shot as well that describes the health of that of, of that uh, animal and where they come from and, and give you some good specifics on conservation and what that looks like standing right in front of you. 
Um, so that's one thing for sure. But besides that, we've got a great. No, I, I, I got I got to interrupt you because you talked about the shot distances. So so how many targets are on that world record course? There's 20 this year on that world record course. OK, so it's 20 actual life size replicas of 20 world record animals and all of those shots are the actual shot distances that the hunters had when they took those animals that's what you're saying that is correct sir yeah yeah that is amazing well and it is so you know i found that to be true in my own bow hunting um you know we prepare for really long shots and that's good um 55 yards now i've had I've had some follow-up shots over 70, but 55 yards is the longest I ever have taken a first shot on an animal. And that was on a caribou up in Northern Quebec. And, uh, but yeah, it is amazing how we go into hunts sometimes thinking I gotta be ready 60, 70, even 80 yards. And, and it's like, no, top pin is how it all ends up, you know? Yeah, that's the facts, right? But you know, we've got five horses on our mountain. And each one of them graduates you up through from beginner to intermediate to awesome Western hunting course up to our carbon TV courses where you're going to just sail some arrows, you know, Um, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with laying some flight to an arrow out there and watching what your equipment does at long distances. You know, I'm a firm believer that practice at 100, make kill shots at 50, practice at 80, make kill shots at 40. I mean, everybody's got to work through and, and figure out what their effective range really is when it's time to execute right but we just we have a course for everybody um and that's the beauty of what math's all about is that you know no matter your skill level no matter your discipline no matter your age we've got something for you at mountain archery fest yeah and so you have how many courses total at, at five, an event? five courses sir and it ranges from and i was looking at your website last night for the event here in pennsylvania i think your your sort of beginner course i don't know exactly what you call it but you're probably limited to about what 30 40 yards on that one no our our beginner course is actually our world record course because your longest shot's 52 yards okay Uh, 52 yeah and then our intermediate takes you up to anywhere from five to about 70 um and then our our uh, western hunting course takes you from you know the same thing five yards out to a hundred we got an antelope that's at a hundred yards um basically that course is designed around things that me my crew have experienced in our natural hunting um repertoire if you will and we apply what we've been successful at or what we're still working on um shots that we've executed correctly and shots we haven't executed correctly so that we can continue to pass along what we've learned in the woods and in the actual hunting scenarios and we put it on our course um and then you get to that carbon tv course and that sucker goes from um oh 45 50 yards is the shortest and it depends on the venue it could reach 150 um you know uh, eagle point resort we've got a buffalo sitting 150 yards out down the hill it's in this nice patch of grassy dirt no rocks no nothing and it's just cool to just watch you know you spend two or three arrows at that sucker and just see how close you can get and you can hit it. And it's super fun. Um, so that course, one, that course must be sponsored by an arrow manufacturer because well, that's their favorite because they like people to lose and bust arrows out there. It's actually sponsored by Carbon TV. 
um, the name's still kind of fitting because you're going to lose a little carbon on the course. That's for sure. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've got uh, Elite Sponsor in our Western course this year. We've got Onyx Hunt in our Exotics course, which is our intermediate course. And of course, the Math World Record course. And then we've got Disabled Sportsman's course, which is our kids course and our um, track action course and our comp course all in one. And basically that course is designed, it's a little shorter, a little easier to navigate. It's at the base area. So we, we started last year this track action mobility course. And what that is, is we bring a couple of those awesome track chairs. And it's a course that more disabled people can come to and utilize. They can come and borrow a chair. They can go cruise around. We build that course to where they can actually retrieve their own arrows as well. It's not just a sideline course where they cruise and other people have to go in and grab their stuff. It really makes it an all-inclusive course for people in that situation. Um, it's pinned, multi-pinned, so that kids can step up on it. It's pinned for the comp shoot as well that we have on Saturday. And that's kind of something that math brings a little bit differently to the table as well, is that we, our whole weekend is built around the idea of just raising each individual archer in the sport of archery. But also, we do have our comp as well on Saturday. So mostly recreational, but we have a small competitive component on Saturday has great payouts and good, good, um, good prizes, you know, and then we also throw together about $6,000 worth of prizes we give away every weekend. And then at the end of this year, we have about another $30,000 worth of hunts to give away and other prizes at the end of the year. And if you come and shoot novelty, you're able to enter tickets into the, all these different opportunities to win great killer stuff from our sponsors and even other people that donate stuff for us. So uh, pretty well-rounded event as well. Something else that's really particular to us is we have camping on site, really affordable family style event. So we have to have the camping on site. We also have these killer stay and play packages that are the most inclusive way to get into mountain archery fest. It gets you all three days of shooting. It gets you meals. It gets you map merchandise. It gets you novelty money, gets you free Onyx subscription, gets you a 30 minute massage. Gets you the climate pad that's in the tent you get to keep and take home. I mean, it saves you about $300 plus if you were to a la carte it. So it's a great opportunity to grab some buddies or your family and head in and just bring your bow and your sleeping bag and a pillow and you're in for a great weekend. Wow, that sounds awesome. So you guys basically set up some of your own tents, if you will, and you have uh, like a, a camp cook and people just show up and and set up like you said put their bedroll down and everything is provided for them throughout the weekend that's correct i mean we don't have a camp chef but we do utilize the restaurants or the food trucks that we have on site for your meals um but that is exactly it we we round out five davis tents in a little camp it's kind of like a little elk camp if you will or deer camp and you can come and i mean and hang out meet some great people Pretend you're actually in a hunting camp, and then you, get, of course, get to come shoot every course we got. It also includes tickets to our cornhole tournament that we have on Friday afternoons, and also entry into our guest speaker series that we have this year, which is Stories and S'mores on Friday night, which is really cool. You just show up. We got a killer speaker, and we provide all the s'mores and all the fixings, and you just bring bring a chair and come and chill out Friday evening after throwing some bags of um, at the cornhole boards, and that's always a great evening to kind of get into the mix at math and then of course that saturday night we have our great social we throw out some hors d'oeuvres from six to seven we get draw our buckets for the weekend 
we have silent auction stuff and, and uh and we're there just to kill our elite bows as well so wow you guys have a lot going on i mean uh, i'm really looking forward to getting out and seeing this for myself and uh yeah, it just seems like it's like you said, it's like a hunting camp outside a hunting season. It's a great com sounds like a great camaraderie that you guys have there. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a it is a great way to reconnect with people who you've seen or, you know, that you know. You know, we're just getting to the east. We added Georgia and Pennsylvania this year. Our western shoots do are so much fun because you know, I even get to see a lot of the same people. I mean, our return rate is over 80% every year. And that just speaks for the event itself. That people really enjoy coming. They really enjoy coming and hang out, seeing people who they know, seeing the people they met last year. Um, you know, it's not unusual for a couple of singles to show up and register with another fivesome or foursome and get on the lift with them. And then they end up being best friends. They end up trading hunting stuff or going and hunting in other states where they live and back and forth. And it is a, it's a huge camaraderie uh, and a great, great time. Well, that is awesome, man. Now, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your venues as well. Obviously, as the name implies, Mountain Archery Fest, you think of mountains. And, uh, you know, I know you do have some of your Western events or at, you know, mountain ski area type venues. But, for example, I know that this location here in Pennsylvania, this would not be... Um, you know, it's not on a ski area. It's not on a big mountain. It's at a place called Camp Freedom. And uh, that's actually a facility run by a buddy of mine, Matt Geddes. I'm sure you've been working closely with Matt to get that going. But but it's going to be interesting because that's probably a little bit a non-conventional. It's, it's probably more of just a large forested, fielded area. Um, you know, something different for you guys. I assume you scouted that out. I don't know what you're doing down in Georgia. I guess there are some mountains in Georgia, but uh, yeah, talk to me about your venues and how maybe they differ, but something unique that each one sort of brings to the table as you set up these courses and such. Yeah, you know, as you work, you know, in the West, it's really easy to find mountains, right? I mean, and to find ski resorts and great places that kind of fits with our name, Mountain Archery Fest. But, you know, as, we've, as we're as we moving East, we're beginning to realize that, you know, we can't always find the highest and tallest peak in every in every state and make it work for what we want to do. Um, so as I've been looking around the East, you know, um, one, it's finding venues that agree with and align with who we are, right? Um, and that's hunters and conservationists and, you know, red-blooded Americans, right? God-fearing and you know, people that just have respect for humans and each other. And so, you know, you'd be amazed that you'd think that everywhere you go in this country, that would be the case, but that's not necessarily true. Um, so, you know, looking at Georgia, Kingston Downs, um, beautiful venue, has a killer river running through it. Um, you're right. It's kind of a, a wooded place. It's kind of like Camp Freedom a little bit. Um, but the, the ownership is a really big, strong family. It's all ran by them, the kids and their family. And that is something that math and that's how we started is me and my family and my kids. I mean, the first year that we set up at Eagle Point in Purgatory, it was me, two 14-year-old sons and an 11-year-old son. And we set 160 pieces of foam on a mountain above 10,000 feet. Um, and so, you know, when, we, when we're looking around, we find a venue that's special like that, a special family, a special place that has great heritage, you know, um, 
it just feels good there. It's nice and it's got room for us to grow. So, you know, we felt like that was a great place to be. It's beautiful. It's just outside of Atlanta. Even when you get, you drive out of Atlanta, you get there and you think you're in God's country. I mean, it's great. It's, in my opinion, it's a great piece of Georgia. So that's why we're going to go there. Uh, when we went up to, when I went up and visited Scranton, um, you know, I went to Montage Mountain and, and Camp Freedom. And Montage Mountain Ski Resort just didn't have the right feel for me. Um, you know, the, uh, it wasn't quite big enough for what we want to do. It has a lot of cool opportunities there for sure. Um, but you know, we just didn't align with the crew there at all. Um, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't really come out and even really greet us, uh, to even show us around the mountain. So it was one of those things where it was like, there's the mountain, go check it out. Um, then the next day I went to camp freedom and I got to meet Matt and his crew. And, you know, if you kind of go back a little bit on the idea of what, what I spoke about with the, uh, uh, disabled outdoorsman's course, right. Um, that's what Matt and his crew embody out there is passing along opportunity to frontline workers, military, people that need a hand up or, you know, something to, they can work together. And so, you know, when I spent the day with those guys, they were fantastic. Um, you know, the venue's big enough for us to grow into. I really liked his mission. I liked his energy. I liked where he was at. And so it felt right to be there. Um, and so we decided we would go for it. Um, and I'm super stoked about that venue and that location. Um, they've been awesome to work with. And I think, um, we, we're, me, our, my crew and I are pretty good at, at exploiting what we get our hands on. Um, you know, going into our fifth year, we can find cool opportunities and cool shots and we'll make it, a, we'll make it a great event. Uh, from there, then we head back to Soldier Hollow. And that's also one where Soldier Hollow is the old Olympic grounds from 2002. And so it's basically a cross-country venue, if you will. It's where they did the, the triathlon and all this cool stuff. And so um, the uh, it's all that's also a walk-out, walk-in style event, right, where there's no lifts. Uh, but the basin that we're in is beautiful. It's awesome. They're amazing to work with. Uh, extremely accommodating. They love who we are. They love what we're about. And, you know, when you've got a venue that kind of aligns with you, the event feels right. It works right. And so, um, so that was a new addition last year for our location for us in Northern Utah. Then from there, we come back to Purgatory, Colorado, which is my hometown. And of course, that one is awesome. I grew up skiing on that mountain. Now I know that mountain as good as I do in the winter as I do in the summer. Um, the killer venue, more of a resort style, obviously amenities right on site, restaurant, restaurants right on site. Um, and that's a great, that's a great venue as well. We really enjoy being there. Uh, some real steep stuff that we can work with there as well. And in a good time, then we go back into Utah to Eagle point. And that's one of our crew's favorites. Uh, Eagle point is all above 10,000 feet. We set up on the top of the mountain. We actually shoot downhill and then you bring the lift back up or the shuttle, depending on which way you go. Um, and that one, that is an awesome venue. Chef Jimmy there, Shane Gabba, the owner. I mean, everyone there is so awesome. They they know how to support an event better than anywhere we go. And they're an amazing crew. And when you when you have that kind of alignment, like I said before, it makes the venue and the experience that much more special for everybody. Then from there we had a from there, we head up to Shell, Wyoming, 
which is in between Sheridan and Shell on top of the Bighorns. And you want to talk about one of the most beautiful places on God's earth. That is amazing. And the amount of wildlife that we have on that venue site is unreal. I mean, it's nothing not to see a bear, a moose, or mule deer, or elk right on the course. I mean, they're just, they, last year we had a bull moose run right through Vendor Village. I mean, like, right through the middle. Like, I cued it with a radio. Like, release the moose. Um, it was super cool. And that's kind of a wild, wild west shoot, you know. There's no amenities up there. There's nothing very close. You got to come up there. You got to come camp. There's not a lot of Wi-Fi. Um, there's no phone s- signal up there. So like when you come to the Wyoming shoot, you are, you're in Wyoming. You're in the heart of Wyoming with no connection. And it, that's a fun one because you can actually really disconnect from the world and come shoot your bow. Um, then from there, we head up to Kalispell, Montana. And that's growing on my crew quite a bit. The views from up there of Glacier National Park and um, and the lake there and the crew there is fantastic. The mountain has been family ran and owned since its inception. Uh, the kids are now running this venue and they do an amazing job. The chef there is great. The lodge there is great. And, um, you know, it's just it's been an experience over the last five years growing mountain archery fest and meeting these people and getting around the country and seeing where we can be i mean i've had a lot of strikeouts you know on where we go um so it's not easy finding these venues that align with who we are and what we want to do so um and nonetheless i like to have places where we can all be safe that's number one for me you know that's huge for huge for me if i'm going to take my family there then it needs to be safe and i want it to be safe for you and yours as well that's really neat i mean it sounds like it's funny. I mean, I'm really glad that you're coming here because, of course, you know, a lot of us guys back east, we get jealous of some of those events that you have out west. And just hearing about them, I was like, man, I wish I could go to that one. I wish I could go to that Wyoming shoot. I wish I could go to that Montana shoot. I wish I could go to that Colorado shoot because they each have a distinct flavor, you know, and it was really interesting to hear you describing some of the unique aspects of each one but it's great that you're coming here i don't know if you i'm sure you don't you know that there's a lot of hunters in this part of the world but i i deal with this and what we do at the magazine and we've actually just done a bunch of reporting for some articles we put together just recently pennsylvania is number one in the u.s for bow hunters 331,000 bow hunters in pennsylvania and most in the nation um you know it's gonna be maybe uh being the first year right i mean you've got to build some visibility you've got to get the word out but You've got an audience here, and I hope that you can cultivate it because arguably from a sheer numbers and participation and interest standpoint, it's not at all out of the question that that something in this part of the world ultimately ends up being your your best event, you know, from certain aspects. It won't have, you know, moose running through the, the vendor village, but it may attract quite a crowd. And of course, that Scranton area in Northeast Pennsylvania, you're very close to New Jersey, you're very close to New York State. So you have, you know, a pretty good population of folks, even though Camp Freedom is in a nice, quiet rural area, you're within a couple hours drive of lots and lots of bow hunters. And I hope, like I said, selfishly, I hope it turns out to be a really successful event because, it's a lot easier for me 
if you guys come back here every year than getting on a plane and and you know it's might be easier for me to do that than than a lot of folks right i mean the average bow hunter just can't afford you know a mule deer or elk hunt out west every fall never mind a trip you know just to go i say just to go shoot your bow of course it's an awesome weekend but you understand what i'm saying yeah it's yeah. it's hard for people which is why you have events in so many different locations yeah you know we're trying to get map into the communities you know what i mean what we feel we have is very special and we want to we want to integrate as much as we can across the United States and provide that opportunity to every archer. And so we're excited to be up there in that part of Pennsylvania for sure. I mean, I've definitely done some research on the numbers surrounding where we're at and it's, it is a big number. Um, and we think we have what, what people would want to come and shoot, you know? So, you know, we do have a lot of people that come from the East to the West. And what I do find most of the time is they're trying to knock out two birds, three birds with one stone. Right. I mean, they have, they draw a tag in that state, so they come out and they shoot with us, and they and then they break off and they do some scouting and some pre-planning, right, for their hunt that's coming up in the fall. And so that's a pretty cool thing and a good way to look at it because, you know, costs are prohibitive, right, for sure. And so we're excited to be in the area, and we're looking forward to having as many people out there as we can. You know, we, um, we, we're continuing. I'm looking at a couple places in a month, going up in Connecticut. Look at some stuff in Michigan, uh, West Virginia. Uh, you know, I mean, I've I'm always got my my ears to the tracks, trying to figure out what what we can find and where we can go next year. So, you know, to any listeners out there, if you've got a special spot in your neck of the woods, something you think that could really work, then please get a hold of us via social or email me or whatever, and and let's look at what might be on the on the docket for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing we do have going. At the time you'll be here is turkey season's open in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I know you're probably awfully busy. I don't know if you get a chance to get out there, although I'm sure Matt has told you, I think they have some pretty good turkey hunting right there yeah. at Camp Freedom. Yeah, there's uh, there's enough turkeys there. If you're patient enough, you can just reach out and choke one, to be honest with you. There's a ton of birds in there. Um, and, you know, and that's something I got to kind of bring up is that, you know, we've... Uh, We've got we've we've taken some slack for our choice of timing on having this event. A lot of people are like, "Well, you know, you're you're in turkey season. You're in turkey season." And um, you know, all I can tell you is that you know I love turkey hunting, and I don't blame you. But we're there for three days. We're there for the afternoon. We're there for the morning. We're there at night with all these great events. You know, come and check us out. Come and see who we are because um, you won't regret it. Um, even if you call me up and you say you can only make a half day, then I'll do you a half day price. Like just come and see who we are and come and see what we're all about. Um, and you know, and if you're a good turkey hunter, you'd get it done and you'd be at my event by 10 AM and you know, the rest would be history. Right. So, uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's do this. If folks, you know, you've, you've listened to the show and you're like, man, that mountain archery fest sounds pretty damn cool. I'd like to check that out. Where can folks go, uh, you know, learn more, sign up, obviously. Uh, I would imagine a lot of your Western shoots that have been established for, you know, a number of years do sell out and things like that. So what do folks need to know? Well, first off, head over to www.mountainarcherypest.com. There's so much information on that website. It might be a little bit overwhelming. Find the location that's closest to you. 
hit that event page, go check out the specifics for that event and what we're doing, and then get registered up. You know, a one day ticket is 75, a two days 105, a three days 135. You pre-register for your first course in the morning, and then you can free flow shoot the rest of the afternoon. So it's not just $75 for one course, it's 75 bucks for all you can shoot. And it also includes the stories and s'mores or you know any of our nighttime activities. The only other thing that we charge for is the cornhole. Otherwise, our Saturday night social is free. Our stories and s'mores is free. Um, our seminars that we have on Saturdays are free. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of inclusive stuff in that price. So uh, yeah, and then you can keep up with us on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Mountain Archery Fest. Um, if you want to see anything behind the scenes a little bit with me, um, you can follow me at Brandon Waddell underscore. And that's the best way to stay connected with who we are. Well, that is awesome, man. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to getting over there. Um, you know, yeah, to shoot a course, but as much as that, just to kind of feel the vibe of everything that you guys have going on. Um, I definitely want to be there on either Friday or Saturday evening you know, to experience some of the social aspects of, of what you guys are doing and uh, look forward to shooting a bunch of photos and some video and, and just giving people maybe a little flavor. Similarly, you know, on, on the Peterson's bow hunting social of what you guys have going. And and like I said, you know, if, if it turns out to be something where you're coming back again in 24, maybe we get a whole, a whole, you know, crew from Peterson's bow hunting or get some readers or, or do, uh, you know, something, maybe we, we team up on an event or whatever and get a, get a bunch of people out there and, and uh, just to add to the fun. I dig it, man. Well, I can tell you, we're going to be there for three years for sure. Uh, me and Matt sat down and planned out a long, you know, a reasonably long-term plan, if you will. Um, I mean, we've got more plans beyond that, but, you know, we're committed to each other for three years and we will be there. Um, you know, our dates may shift a little bit, you know, right now I'm running one crew that works the whole country. So, um, if my plan is to separate crews next year to where it gives us a little bit more flexibility with those dates. So maybe I'm not next year. You can just, you can hire me for the weekend next year and I'll work your crew. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it, you know, I'll tell you what, here's the thing though, is, is that we have an amazing volunteer program. Okay. So if you come to set up or tear down with us and put in an eight hour day, you get a free day of shooting, a t-shirt, a sticker, and we feed you the day that you work. And if you do set up or tear down, we give you free camping. So like, if you come and invest in Mountain Archery Fest, we'll invest in you and your fun and your activities for the weekend. All right, man. Well, it sounds like you guys have a really good slate of events uh, lined up. Uh, just two things uh, before I let you go. One, you guys must get pretty darn tired. You said you had one crew that works all these events. Like, how many days, weeks, months are you on the road, man? Uh, it's about uh, two and a half months that we're on the road. So we're out a month on this one. We'll head back. We'll be on for a week. Um, then we head out and to Utah. Then we come back home for our home events. So that feels like we're home, right? Um, and then we leave for another six weeks after that so i mean it's a solid basically it's about three months total and then if you then if you look at the amount of time we spent for the last two weeks getting ready to leave you know we we kind of have to get everything out blow the dust off get well this year we had to basically dig it out of the snow banks um 
and get his get us back on track and get targets built up, redo things on the trailer, the semi. I mean, we travel with two different rigs. One one carries all of our stuff, and the other one is basically my glorified fifth wheel. And um, and it's a semi trailer moving van that basically I cook out of and I support everybody out of, and we bunk in it. Um, and we kind of live in that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, it takes a little bit for this whole, this whole archery carny family to move around the country. Um, uh, but we do get tired, man. Um, it's a grinder, but I'll tell you what, every one of us and every person that's in my crew, that's on my board, who's a part of mountain archery fest. We are passionate about what we do. We believe in who we are. We believe in the people who come to our events and, you know, we just, how can you get tired of doing what you love to do? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the last thing is, you know, just um, talking about practice and prep for hunting season. I mean, there's no better, there's no better practice than what you're going to get at one of these events. And so I guess I would just leave it with that. I mean, encouraging people, you know, to come out, uh, you can get you know, I mean, I know a lot of people in, in our part of the world, I'm sure it's the same out West. There's a lot of local 3D leagues, you know, where a handful of clubs like in our area, you know, has a shoot every weekend at a different club and guys will shoot that throughout the summer leading up into the season. But you can get a couple of months worth of 3D shoot experience in one weekend at a math event. That's a fact. I mean, you know, we've got we got a lot of pieces of foam on the mountain, a lot of shooting scenarios and a lot of opportunity. Um, and we've got targets you've never seen. I mean, I bring targets in from South Africa, Austria, um, Italy, and stuff that you've never seen before stuff you've never got to shoot. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great time. And of course we have your standard stuff that you want to shoot at so that you can be, you know, practicing on your animals of choice that you've drawn tags for here in North America. And, um, but I can't agree with you more. Practice doesn't make perfect, in my opinion, but practice definitely builds confidence and knowledge in your gear and who you are and what you're capable of. And that's the most important thing when we're talking about being stewards of land and true conservationists. Well, Brandon, I uh, really appreciate your time uh, this morning. Like I said, I know uh, you're awfully busy. You're on the road, uh, finding a spot there at a hotel to talk to me and Wish you guys the best. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. And uh, I don't know what else to say, man. If you're listening, get out, shoot one of these mountain archery fest events. And I hope to hope to see some of you uh, out there at Camp Freedom uh, in Pennsylvania. Christian, thanks for having me on, man. It really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And to the listeners out there, we look forward to seeing you in the next couple of weeks or sometime this summer. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.